I'm Frank James from the fourth and welcome to good money. Good money, if you can get it, is a great thing. But what exactly is good money? Money is a thing that we use to get what we need and sometimes what we want. So the goal isn't really to get money. It's to get the lifestyle we want to live, the security we want to have for ourselves and our families, the legacy and the memories we want to leave behind, the choices we want to be able to freely make without fear, and the impact we want to leave on the world around us. That is good money. Today, we're going to talk about how to save when you're broke. In order to be successful at saving money, you have to have two main ingredients, patience and discipline. So now we're going to hear from our guest, Anthony Arnold, who will share his saving story while making ends meet. Um, Mr. Arnold, are you there with us? Yeah, man, I'm here. Man, how's everything going with you? Oh, you know, just living, living through the pandemic, man. <laughs> uh, hey, hey you, you made it. So like I said, what I'd like for you to start with, just kind of share the story of, you know, your impressions or what you were taught about money, finances and savings, how you've incorporated that into your daily life and, and how you use that, you know, to basically build wealth or take care of you and your family. Yeah. So uh, I think like a lot of people, I, I wasn't really taught anything about money. Honestly, I, I didn't hear anything about it in high school. Uh, you know, I went to college and, and wasn't taught anything about money in college. I learned a lot of useful stuff, but finances just was, <laughs> it's not required. Like financial literacy is not required to get a bachelor's degree, which uh, looking back seems crazy, right? So everything I learned about finance and, and how to manage money, I learned on my own through, uh, to be blunt, through screwing up. I graduated, had a family to take care of, had no idea how to manage my money. We were spending more than we could afford to spend. We weren't saving for anything. So stuff like Christmas would come around and we'd have no money set aside, right? Mm -hmm. It's like October, November, and we're like, you know, we got to save up like hundreds of dollars to get kids Christmas gifts. We, we got nothing. So let's rob Peter to pay Paul for the next month and a half, two months, right? right? All that sort of common stuff. And so I've learned through hardship. You know, I learned, okay, you know, Christmas comes every year. So why don't we just put a little money aside every single paycheck period we just put 25 or 30 here into a separate account that that we can't touch you know i have to go actually withdraw that money so it's mm -hmm. gone i never think about it it automatically withdraws and then christmas comes around and like the money's already there right you don't have to worry about it mm -hmm. so for stuff like wanting to do like entertainment spending you know i have a separate account that i keep for my entertainment spending that i use to buy my video games or if i'm saving up for the new xbox you know i i, I put this money there right mm -hmm. so i sort of segregate my spending that way it's it's just saving up and i don't actually have to think about it that was one of the biggest lessons i had to teach myself is um you know you don't want to have to be actively saving you want to passively save right every two right. weeks just save 25 25 25 never even think about it if you if, if it's gone you'll never miss it like that's it and so those were lessons i had to learn you know uh, on my own through hardship all right. Yeah. You, you, you touched on something that it's a, it's a lesson that my aunt actually taught me. She she calls it the three buckets method is how she how she talks about it, where basically, you you know, you have these different, you know, you've got the entertainment, you've got the Christmas, you've got the retirement. And yeah, you you just when when the check comes, that money's already gone. So yep. um, let me let me ask. When did the savings, when did, hey, I've got to put something together. When did that really hit you? And when did you start? planning for those things uh probably late 20s I, I think is when it really started to matter to me um because you know my uh, my kids were getting old enough that i was looking forward at them having to go to college um and i was realizing that 
in order for my family or for me and my wife to have the sort of lifestyle we wanted uh, and to not always be robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm-hmm. We needed to start thinking about it. But that was also realistically when we just started to get enough raises over time that like saving was an actual option. You know, you, you get that yearly annual raise. And while it's not great over like six, seven, eight years, those little raises add up. And if you are steady at some point, you have hit a threshold where like you can start saving. And for me, that was probably like late 20. So probably five to seven years ago is when I really got serious about trying to save money. With that, I kind of, you know, I'm thinking about my experience as well, but I'm I'm listening to you and it's it's funny how there's, there's, there's so much similarities there. So one thing I heard you say was I learned through mistakes. Did your parents, did your, I mean, did you get anything from the family? What, what kind of lessons did you learn from the family or did you, uh, or where in, let me ask this, where do you go now to educate yourself so that you're not just learning from mistakes? Cause mistakes cost money. Yeah. But, uh, mistakes do cost money. Uh, late fees, overdraft fees, all that stuff adds up literally cost money. Uh, so now I listen to a lot of podcasts. I try to read and be as curious as, as much as possible. Um, my parents didn't teach me really anything about money, in part because money is like a thing you don't think to discuss with your parents. Oh, okay. Let me put that back. Those of us who are like lower middle class, I think especially if, if we're being honest, especially if we're people of color, we don't discuss money with our parents. I have now realized some of my classmates did, in fact, discuss money with their parents mm. because they got things like a house at age 18 and 19. They knew about 401ks before I had any idea what that was. So there are groups of us who do discuss money uh, openly. Mm. But I, I came from a household where we didn't discuss finance. I never knew how much my parents made. Right? I never knew how much my dad made. Never. I still don't. I still don't to this day know how much money my dad actually ever made. Um, mm. Like I didn't know how much the mortgage was. Those are all things I should have been discussing. Um, so now I just, it's all self-taught stuff. Like I am entirely soft self-taught with financial literacy. So with that, um, what are your thoughts on, cause, cause I've heard kind of the same thing across the board when I've had other conversations with people and, and my, my experience as well is that we're not taught this in school. Like you, you was like, I went all the way through college and I never heard about finance. He's like, I learned yeah. some good things, Yeah, but no, not how to pay taxes, not how to, you know, save. I didn't, I did I was mid thirties before I learned anything about a 401k. So what are your thoughts on how we, um, as a country educate ourselves on money and how it works? I mean, do you definitely, I think we could do better, but what, what would be your thoughts on it? Yeah. So, um, I mean, we're obviously really bad at it. Cause I think what I've said, what you said, I, I think that's the experience a lot of people share. Um, but, but, like specifically, maybe you maybe you feel differently. I, I have not used trigonometry one time since high school. I could not solve a cosine uh, if literally you put a gun to my head. I could not solve a cosine. I have no I could not measure the angle of a triangle uh, to save my soul. Like, I don't know. Do I ever need to know what the perimeter is of a circle? Nope. Never. Not one time has this been useful information. Right. Um, so we teach people all these things, but we don't even teach people how do you calculate the tip on on when you go out to eat how can you mm-hmm. figure out 10 percent on a bill mm-hmm. but we're teaching people you know how to how to solve for cosines and sines and all this stuff right so i've long thought we should be teaching this in high school we should substitute some of the honestly worthless math that we mm-hmm. will never ever learn use we should just substitute in useful math things like how to do a budget properly things like how does the tax rate 
really work, right? Like what are tax brackets? People don't understand, like, how are you actually taxed? Um, these would be useful ways, you know, things that you would use every single day for the rest of your life instead of these complicated equations that most of us will never learn. So that's my, that's my thought on how, like, we should just educate people, um, Basically, at age like 13 or 14, we start doing like really financial literacy throughout all of high school. Yeah. What would you share if somebody came to you like, Anthony, look, I'm, I'm, I need some help trying to put some finances together. What would you share with them to say, hey, here's some places to look or here's some some ideas that may help you? Like publicly available resources. So uh, things like and I know this sounds strange to people, but things like NPR or PBS are really great publicly available resources. Right. Uh, the library is an excellent resource for research and learning. But also, we all carry around all the world's knowledge with us at all times from your phone. Right? Your, your, your phone is the greatest resource uh, created in the history of mankind for information. Mm -hmm. There are any number of podcasts that will help you learn. Um, all of these things are, are like the resources I would turn to uh, uh, to learn about this sort of stuff. Um, like I said, that's what I did, you know, and I, and you don't, not everybody can be, you know, wants to do the things I did and, and that's understandable. But what I would emphasize to people is that you cannot really live the life you want without these things. Like you will be constantly held back by a lack of financial knowledge. Like it will hold you back forever. And during this time right now, like during this pandemic, we're seeing it's, it, it's really important to try to have a rainy day fund, to, to, to try to put something aside. And I know that seems can seem difficult to people. But I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned actually is you almost always have some more money to put aside than you think, mm -hmm. right? A trip to McDonald's can be 15 or 20 bucks, right? And you go, well, I yes. don't have that. But like you, you could just go to McDonald's like two less times a month. And even if it's 30 bucks, 40 bucks, there's something mm -hmm. that adds up, whether it's putting it directly in an account that gets no interest or something like an account that has compounding interest, like mm -hmm. that adds up, um, so, yeah. So just take that 15 or 20 bucks you might spend at McDonald's or that 20 bucks you might spend at Starbucks and just set up a separate account, move it aside. You get paid. It goes away. You never miss it. One, one of the things that I seem to pop up in your history and also in what my experience has been with finances is you have to be active. You can't just be a passive participant and expect to build wealth. You know, so many of us just, it seems like, you know, throw the money in the 401k and leave it. And, and I know people, I've talked to people, couldn't even tell you what was in their 401k. Multiple t conversations I've had with people couldn't tell you what was in it or how, how that's building or going. So let me ask one question. I think we're going to get on out of here. Um, what would you give? So to our listeners out here, um, you've already given some great stuff that I'm sure they're going to soak up and take some notes on, but as a parting word, what would you give to our listeners as far as finances and saving? Finances is freedom. There are choices you simply will never have if you don't have financial uh, literacy and stability. There's just a world of things that you will never even see as an option. They'll never see as a possibility, right? Things like, do you, do you want to travel? Do you want to see parts of the world? Those things are expensive. Right. And that is an option you will never have without financial literacy. You just won't have it if you don't have savings. If you know, unless you're one of the people blessed enough to, to, to come from wealth, uh, where money can be spent without having to ever think about where it comes from. I, that's not most of us. For most of us, getting to those things requires saving money, right? Travel requires saving. Um, 
you know, do you want to have a life where you can just buy the thing you want without having to count the pennies necessary to buy it? That's freedom. So like the word, the thing I would hope people would absorb more than anything is that financial literacy is freedom. And that's what it is meant for me, right? I mean, you know this because you and I have known each other so long. I'm a big gamer. Yes. I knew a year and a half ago, two years, like the new Xbox is going to cost around this much money. I guessed it would be like 500 was like my best guess. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I got 500. You got to count tax. So I'm going to need to get another 50 or so for tax. And then I might want to pick up a new game, which is 60. So I was like, I need to have saved like $650. So I started saving that like a year and a half ago. Now, of course, they were out of stock, so I wasn't able to get one. But I had put the money aside. When the day came, I was ready to buy one day one. If I had been able to find one, I'd have been able to buy it, never had to think about it. The freedom to buy the thing I want was granted because I planned ahead to buy it. I didn't have to sweat where it was going to come from. I didn't have to stress about not having enough. I didn't have to worry if I was going to buy my Xbox and not be able to pay my rent. Right. Right. Uh, I gave myself the freedom necessary to do what I wanted to do with my money. And by saving 20 or 30 bucks here and there, we never even missed it. My wife was like, you already have the money? I was like, yeah, I've been saving it for a year and a half. I'm golden. They got this bad boy target. I'm getting it day one. (laughs) She's like, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah that's my lesson man financial literacy, financial literacy is freedom to do the things you want all right well anthony i thank you so much for your time and and your answers here and for sharing with us you know your journey and what you've learned and experienced um I, i'm pretty sure that there's going to be some good stuff out of there that our listeners can take with them and help to build their own financial literacy and their financial plans as well um I want to close out um, with a couple of things to our listeners here. There's a couple of themes that seem to have popped up in this conversation, and I feel like they're going to continue to pop up as we continue to talk about finances. The first one is get yourself educated. Uh, our, we are not, most schools are not educating us on finances. Like I said, nobody taught us how to do taxes. I learned how to be, I learned accounting. And I haven't accounted one thing, <laughs> but um yeah, get, learn your finances, get get the education, get the financial literacy. Second of all, be an active participant. And that's also part of, you know, the education as well, considering that we don't educate in our school systems. You know, you have to be an active participant. It's not just let's put the money away and see what happens in 20 years. You need to keep you need to keep an eye on that over those 20 years. You need to say, hey, what do I need to do? Are there changes I need to make? Are life changes? So sometimes our financial plans need to change. And I think those are two things that we're going to see as recurring themes in here is get educated and be active. So, Anthony, again, I wanted to thank you for your time and coming on out. Thank you to our guests for sharing with us. If someone wants to learn more about what you have talked about, what we've talked about today, stay tuned for future episodes. For those of you just beginning this journey with us, stay connected with us on our Facebook page and on our website at pointcast.news. This is Frank Jameson signing out.